Hello, Mana Christian Ohana. This is Elliot Redekop bringing the midweek message for April the 21st. Let's start off with some prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for every day that you've given us just to chase after you and the things that you want us to do. I pray over what I'm about to say that you just be with me, speak through me, use me as a vessel, and uh, pray against anything that is not of you. Thank you for this opportunity, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello, church family. Uh, just wanted to start off with saying thank you to Uncle Range for the message that he brought this Sunday. It was very powerful, and if you get a chance, you should listen to it. It should be on the Spotify for the church page. Um, yeah, so what I wanted to talk about today was uh, running the race. That's going to be the title. Running the race, it means a lot to me, at least, because there's a lot of things that go into running the race. It's not an all-out sprint. It's not a dash to the finish line. You know, it takes a lot of perseverance, and it takes endurance. And endurance is a word that's just been on my heart for the last couple of weeks while I've been thinking of this message, because the word endure is in there. And to endure something doesn't sound so nice, um, but we were made to endure certain things. So I wanted to steal a scripture from Uncle Range's message because, you know, uh, it was so good. So I took Hebrews 12.1. It says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily entangles us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So, that spoke to me because I don't know if any of you have seen the movie It's a Wonderful Life. It's an old movie. Um, it was in black and white when I first saw it, but we watched it every year growing up. And it's about this guy who lives in a town who didn't really get to go and do what he wanted to do. He wanted to travel the world. He wanted to go see all these sites. But... Um, he ended up staying home and his dad passed away. Well, yeah, his dad passed away and he took over his dad's business and he got married. He had kids, but then stuff just starts going wrong for him. And he thinks that it would have been better if he had never been born. That's what he starts saying. So God sends down an angel named Clarence and Clarence goes on this adventure with him where everything changes to where he hadn't been born. And he realizes that all of the things that he had done had affected other people's lives. So without him, a lot of stuff happened that uh, wouldn't have happened if he was there, right? So it's the same way with our lives. If we don't realize the effect we can have on people, or God can have through us on their lives. Sometimes we just think that way. I'm sure I, I've thought that way multiple times, thinking that it's better that I was never born, you know, because what is the use when I don't really have an effect on the people around me? But I do have, have an effect on the people around me because God lives in me. Christ lives in me, and therefore he can shine through me. <laughs> it's so funny because a year or two ago, I was not like this, totally different person. So I've, it's been a 180 
but it's not by my doing. So it says in Ephesians 2.8, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. And once we recognize that, that we're not responsible for the good things that continue to happen in our lives. We're merely there to observe the goodness and greatness of God, which just blows my mind because over the past couple of weeks, I've just felt this, this joy inside of me that I haven't felt since I was a kid because when I was a kid, I didn't have to worry about half of the things I have to worry about nowadays, you know, bills, rent, car, job, phone, all the bills and stuff. But the thing is, is God wants you to focus on him. And when you focus on him, the joy is so easy to just turn on. It's like I'll be walking around and I'll see someone who's, who's, you know, they're not having a great day and I'll just speak to them. I'll be like, hey, good morning. How's your day going? You know, people at the grocery store, I'll talk to them. And that's, I think, where God wants us to be. He wants us to be so joyful that our cup overflows. But it is very difficult to do that when we are entangled by sin. So running the race is quite hard when you don't have the goal in mind. You don't have the finish line within sight, right? So when we're in sin, it seems like it's impossible to conquer our sin sometimes. It's, it's impossible to move on and to change. I thought it was impossible. I never thought I would be here a year ago, you know, um, but here I am because what's impossible with me is possible with God because he works through you no matter where you are, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been. And um, that's just crazy to me because if he can use me, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I thank him for using me? Because I didn't think I was worthy enough to be here sharing in the midweek message. I'm not worthy. But, you know, Kurt called me up and was just like, I want you to give the midweek message again. And I was like, okay, what am I going to talk about now? The last, the last one I cried, so I'm not going to cry in this one, you know. Don't worry, I'm not going to cry. Um, but Every chance I get now to talk about Jesus and what he's done for me, I'm going to take it because he's done so much for me. I can just give just a little back. And it's not even back. It's unto because I love him so much and all the things that he's done for me. So what I wanted to discuss also was about when we're entrenched in sin and we're entangled by it. And it's the hardest thing to turn from it because for me now, being joyful and counting it all joy, it's easy, right? Or it's easier. But back then, or, you know, even a couple months ago, it was the hardest thing. Now it comes like breathing. Back then it was like I was underwater and I couldn't breathe because I couldn't reach out. Christ wants us to reach out to him every day, 24-7, and he'll be right there to answer you. But we don't most of the time just because we think that ah, God, God's got other things to do or I can't focus on that right now. But God just wants you to reach out to him. It's so difficult, though, to do that. I remember I had a conversation with my dad. This was when I came come back home and 
I was trying to be good. I was trying to be, you know, this right on guy. And um, I, I came to him and I was like, why, why am I doing this? Why am I trying to be this person that I'm not, you know? Why am I trying to help people? Why am I trying to look out for others above myself? And um, he just said, he said, it's easy to be bad. It's easy to be the bad guy. It's easy to hold things against people. It's easy to to hate other people. It's the hard thing to forgive one another, to watch out for one another, and to lift each other up. That's the hard thing. So I think of that whenever I'm, you know, whenever I'm going through something, it's like, I can't do this on my own. I can't love certain people on my own. I can't forgive certain people on my own. But with God, he gives me the strength to go and do the things that I thought I would never be able to be able to do. He gives me perseverance. He crushes the impossible because he exceeds the things that I think are possible. I just have to trust and know that he is going to be there, even when it's bad, even when it's, when it's getting hard, when you're just entangled with worry and doubt and you can't see the finish line, you can't see all of the glory and the, the greatness of God, you still reach out and you still hold on to his garment. So I don't know if you guys know who Job is. He's a guy in the Bible. He got beat up a lot. Um, this is one of the first books that really I got into when I was getting into the word just because I, I don't know. I, I, I thought I, I, I like Job. I just like the, he just spends a lot of the book, um, wishing he was dead, just like the, um, the person, the guy out of, uh, it's a wonderful life. And he realizes that he's being tested. So in job 2310, Job, not job, 2310, he says, but he knows the way I take. And when he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold. So even through this, Job knew that he would come out sanctified no matter what happened. He, he never cursed God. He never turned his back on God. He kept his eyes on God. It's, it's, which is so hard to do when you when you get hit by something. The moment I get hit by something or I used I, I still think these thoughts like, am I gonna curse God if something happens? Am, am I gonna stop going to church if something happens? But I can't be thinking like that because God has saved me already. And no matter what comes, no matter what happens, I know that I'll be alright. Like, everything is taken care of. The battle's already won. So, um, yeah. Another thing I wanted to talk about is when we're in those situations, when we're hit with that, with these difficulties, with these trials, it's important that we surround ourselves with the right things. Because if we surround ourselves with easy things, I, just things that will take us out of the moment, take us just distract us from what's really going on. Um, people, places, things. It's good to surround yourself with people that will speak life, not death. You know, when you're a kid, 
you go to teachers and you go to coaches and they're always saying, you know, a good coach at least will be saying, keep trying. You're going to get better. I know you can do it. Right. And that's the way it is with church. And that's the way it is with elders. I never would have been here if it wasn't for, you know, Uncle Kimo, Uncle Zanga, Kahu, Dan, Lyle, all of my uncles and aunties, too, that just spoke life into me, even when I was like, eh, you know what, whatever. You know, it's like I would not be here. And I have to give thanks to the Lord for those people that he put into my life. So surround yourself with people that are going to lift you, not you and God up that aren't going to put you down for something that um, happens in your life. So through all these things, we just have to focus on God and continue to run the race that is set before us with endurance, with keeping our eyes fixed upon Jesus. And uh, the last scripture I want to share is Philippians 3.8. It says, Yet indeed I also count all things loss." For the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. It's a super heavy scripture because it's talking about dropping, dropping the things that we think are necessary. You know, a lot of things that I used to think I needed them. I don't even, I don't even have them anymore because they were just hindering me from my walk with Christ, you know, and everybody's different. Everybody has a different thing that that holds them back from having a closer relationship with Jesus. But the first step is reaching out. The first step is turning and just saying, Father, forgive me for I have sinned and I fall short. And it's easier for me now to do that because I say it. I, I sin everybody. I mean, I sin every day. But now I just say, so I'm so sorry, Father, please forgive me. And then I move on. I used to beat myself up, be like, you are worthless. What, you think you can be part of God's family. But it's like, he's not about that. He's not about shaming you. He's just about letting you know it's all right. You just have to keep going and not falter again. And if you falter, pick yourself back up, reach out to Christ, and he'll be there for you. So, yeah, that's all I had to share. I just want to close with some prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for grace. Thank you for mercy and kindness. Thank you for being here. Thank you for walking with me and with all of us throughout the week. I just pray over everything that I shared that your name is over it all. Thank you, Father, for this opportunity. And uh, just can't wait to see everybody on Sunday. And in Jesus' name, amen. All right. Thank you guys for listening.